0: Morning everyone. It's Thursday, May the 19th. Lots of stuff happening today, so we'll get straight into it. Henry, overnight, what's caused all the carnage?
1: Ugly is the word, Ben. Ugly is the word. And um, what's caused all the carnage? Well, the US markets were in freefall a bit last night. They had the Dow down 1165 points or 3.6%, the Nasdaq down 4.7%, and the S&P was down just over 4%. What caused this eruption? Well, it was the usual suspects in terms of inflation fears of recession, but two key points came out last night. Target and Walmart uh, both got absolutely walloped. Walmart continuing to be walloped after the previous day, but they are talking about pricing pressures, supply chain issues, and inflation in the system, and margins being squeezed. Staff costs rising, transportation costs rising as well. So margin pressures for US big box retailers. So that certainly spooked the market. And we also had a bunch of Fed heads around and about all talking interest rates, recessions, et cetera, et cetera. And even Janet Yellen didn't want to miss out. So she got in on the act as well and started talking about things too. So that really didn't help the market in any way, shape or form. And we did see commodities come off slightly. Copper was down 1.5%. The others all down sort of 1.5%, 2%. And we did see Brent crude under a little bit of pressure, 2.5% down for that, but still $109.11 in US dollars per barrel. So a pretty elevated price still. US stocks, of course, got walloped. Apple was down 5.6%. Amazon down 7.2. Tesla was down 6.8. Block almost escaped. It felt like an escape. They were down 3.2%. And US banks down heavily as well, 3% in places. Citigroup gave back a lot of the gains that it made the previous day after Buffett announced he'd taken a big position in it. They were down 3.4%. So once again, markets very much in a volatile state of mind. VIX was up nearly uh, 19% last night as well, up to uh,
0: 31%. So uh, the volatility has not finished, Ben, but certainly. Interesting times, as they say. Interesting times indeed. Thank you, Henry. Tom, how bad's the damage in the local market today?
2: Thank you, Ben. Well, our market is down 138 points or 1.9%. Options expire today as well, which often leads to a bit of volatility at the open. There is nowhere to hide. All sectors in negative territory, technology and consumer staples are the worst performers in our market. Healthcare and utility stocks are outperforming and losing money slower than the rest of the pack. We have West pack off 3.8% as it trades X dividends. So that is weighing on financials. Aristocrat though is one of the few bright spots up 2.7%. They posted a record half year profit. They also announced a $500 million on market buyback. Webjet down 4%. Results did offer some encouragement, although cost pressures remain and New Farm is down 3.6% despite profit coming in ahead of consensus. We have jobs data out today and the unemployment rate is expected to fall to 3.8% from 4%. And that would be the lowest level since 1974. The RBA in their forecast sees unemployment falling to 3.5% early next year. Thank you,
0: Ben. Stuff, Tom. And while you're there, that's us roll the strategy because it's a big day for strategy.
2: It is a big day for us for making some changes, taking some risk off the table in the forever and income portfolios. The market's telling us that the bottom is not in and there is likely to be some more downside to come as central banks attempt to get inflation under control and growth concerns draw the market's attention. We are cutting our exposure to sectors more exposed to those headwinds in the consumer discretionary and technology space. The changes take our cash weighting in the forever portfolio to 23% and 17% in the income portfolio. And all of those changes are published in the strategy section and we'll get the tables with all the changes up shortly.
0: Great stuff, Tom. Thank you very very much. Layton. what's happening in the brokers this morning? Thank you, Ben. I'm having a look at Borrow this morning. It's
3: BLD. They were down 3% yesterday after reporting a $45 million hit from rain and energy prices. It's down around another 4% last I checked this morning. The brokers have all lowered forecasts for profits and earnings and downgraded and Credit Suisse and Morgan Stanley have both downgraded to underweight. Macquarie is slightly more optimistic. Looking ahead, they've retained an outperform recommendation but all of the target prices have come down and the average target price is $3.15 but it's already trading below that this morning at around $3. And also looking at Blue Scope Steel it was up slightly on a guidance upgrade yesterday but it's losing those gains again this morning with the rest of the market. And all the brokers were highlighting supply chain and raw materials cost pressures but they've retained overweight and buy recommendations and Macquarie has lifted its EPS forecast for the next few years and the average target price there is is twenty. $25.23,
4: which implies around a 40% upside. Thanks, Ben.
0: Nice work. Thank you, Leighton. Chris, welcome back. What are you up to today?
4: Thanks, Ben. It's good to be back. First day back in the office. Although with the market where it is, I probably should have just stayed in bed. I am having a look at Ingham's this morning, focusing on bearish chart, of course. I'm not going to be putting up a bullish chart on a day like today. And the message really is one of the same rules always applying. And what I mean by that is if you are going to try and find some haven in defensive stocks, which, you know, one would expect Ingham's to be. At the end of the day, they produce chickens. People will keep buying chicken. And particularly with beef and lamb prices where they are, you would think it would be the perfect environment for Ingham's to be making hay whilst the sun shines. But the share price has been moving the wrong way for quite some time. As I was just saying, if you're going to look for some solace in defensive stocks, make sure that those defensive stocks actually have a decent looking chart. Don't just pile into them because they have some defensive characteristics. Make sure, as I was saying just then, that the same rules as always apply, that They're technically strong, demand is greater than supply. And if you can, that the share price is moving in a northerly direction as opposed to a southerly direction. So that's the message. You know, I don't take away from the fact that people will want to try and find some cover in defensive stocks. It's a natural thing to do when the market is behaving the way that it is, but don't just throw your money at any old defensive stock. Make sure that, you know, where possible, it's got the characteristics that you want to see, both from a a technical and a fundamental perspective as well. So um, that's my message on a day like today.
0: Very good. Thank you, Chris. Henry. Back to you for Henry's take today. What are you writing about? Just
1: writing today, I guess uh, the line from Jaws springs to mind about uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. Of course, um, the market giving back some of the gains we have seen. The question, of course, is whether we're going to be seeing lows or not, or whether we're going to hold that 7,000 level, which at the moment it does look like it is Spy expiry day to day, as well as option expiry. So that does add a little bit of extra volatility, the spy expiry. Uh, more so than options. So that makes life interesting. So just talking about, I guess, uh, what to do in this market. And I have been harping on about this for some time in terms of selling rallies and reducing risk, because this is still in uncharted water, if you like, for the market. And it's not an easy market. And for retail investors, at the end of the day, it's not like an institution where you have to be invested most of the time and you have to have all your money in the market because that's what you get paid to do. Retail investors don't have to do that. They can sit out if they're not sure or build up cash to higher levels. So one thing I am, I'm looking to buy a few things today, I must admit, um, in selected spots. I'm looking at buying Alliance Aviation, AQZ being the stock code there. It's under takeover from Qantas. And days like today do give you a little bit of a chance when they start throwing things out, when they throw the toys out of the crib, it does give you a bit of a chance to buy things like this on days like today. I noticed that Ramsey Healthcare was also up today there under takeover as well. So I'm looking at buying AQZ also looking at buying Ioneer and was looking at buying DGO, but it's just so thin. It's just pain, to be honest. And apart from that, at some stage, the market will bottom again and then it will bounce. But so the US market is bipolar
0: at the moment. There's no prizes for being a hero, I don't think, just at the moment. Very good. Sound advice as always, Henry. And we'll finish off question of the day. Simple one today. Is that a one-day sell-off or are we going to see another downtrend from here? Layden, you can kick us off. I think
3: as long as the Fed is talking about recession and things like that, then we're probably going to see a bit more of a sell-off trend. Thank you. Tom?
2: Yeah, I think the growth concerns at the moment are really starting to weigh or are weighing on the market and yeah, we could absolutely see a bit more pain before it gets brighter. Very good. Henry?
1: I think we're in a choppy trading channel, to be honest, rather than a new downtrend. It is trader's paradise at the moment if you want to watch the screens and take a punt every night on the Dow and what the US market is doing. But I think we're in a bit of a channel. It's a pretty wide channel, I must have it's not the English Channel or the, uh, the Suez Canal. It's a very, very wide channel. 7,600 to 6,900 is the trading range, and we're heading back towards the 6,900 level. So you know, I think that may be the support. 7,000 could be the support for me. I've got to say, we're only 40 points away from that. I don't think anything has changed, to be honest, Ben. For me, I've always said that after Easter, fat and happy, things will get harder from there, and the market will drift sideways to down until we get some clarity on what's happening. But these bouts of volatility, don't help anyone in terms of calming their nerves,
4: that's for sure.
0: Certainly is. Thank you, Henry. And Christopher?
4: I don't know about where the market's headed in the immediate term, but in the medium term, I think the asymmetry of risk is to the downside. I think it's almost guaranteed that we head lower. Doesn't need to be dramatically lower, but we're going lower from here. Fair
0: enough. And I think I would side with Henry's comments most closely. I think it's going to be choppy regardless of what's happening. I think I'd still rather be in Australia than America, considering they've got 30% in tech and over 10% in Consumer discretionary, reason where we've got about three percent of tech and six percent of consumer discretionary, and reason. they're the ones that are getting belted when people get worried about this inflation and growth picture that is a worrying thing at the moment. So, anyway, it's going to be interesting to watch. Regardless, Now that wraps us up. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Age.